everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the beautiful Game Network and Roughneck Scarves. We're the only podcast dedicated to New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we got a very light show for you between CONCACAF Champions League and uh, the other things that have uh, taken over our lives. We cannot do a full episode this week, but we promise we will be back with a, a full show next week. I am down a co-host, but I don't think anybody will mind. We do not have Anthony tonight, but we do have fan favorite Bill Toomey for <laughs> Bill Toomey Photography. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, Joe. Just trying to uh, recover from last night's whatever you want to call it. And uh, other than that, doing great. How about you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the less said about that game, probably the better. Uh, yeah. the, <laughs> I'll have to talk about it tomorrow uh, on Seeing Red, so... For now, I'm going to ignore it, but yeah, not not great for sure. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about a team that is far less disappointing on a regular basis, the Red Bulls 2. Yes. <laughs> we finally, I, I'm going to say it's a win on the road for us because we tied, which is a win in my book. So we came back, got another goal, and got a point on the road. So that's all good for me. Honestly, I, th- I think they deserve more in this match. Let's let's quickly run through what happened. Uh, it was a 1-1 draw with the Richmond Kickers. Um, Shriver, uh, I think Billy Shriver. I should have written his first name down. Uh, beautiful free kick goal to open the match for Richmond. They had done very little uh, in terms of generating any chances up until that point. Their one ch- chance is a free kick, and he curls it. it it's basically an unsavable shot. I think everyone was positioned it's upper well. Left top corner. There's really no way to save that. Right, and off the bar. I mean, I think off the bar bounces down, hits the ground, almost hits the bar again. I, I mean, it's just almost yeah. picture perfect free kick shot. And you know, the wall did its job. Loro set up well. It's just you know, you you there is a an area of the goal that you have to leave, uh, a sort of unaccounted for, but you do your best to to cover. And he found it brilliantly. Richmond takes one O lead for the rest of the match. It is all Red Bulls. They outshoot Richmond 20 to five total seven to two on target. They outpossess them 62.1 to 37.9, but they just have trouble pulling the trigger. Obviously, uh, Stefano Bonomo got the start up top. I thought he did a good job, just a little bit unlucky to not find the net. And uh, we couldn't rely on the scoring machine of Andrew Tanari this week, but Jose Aguinaga got his first goal for the club. Uh, it came off an opportunity where Christian Caceres had a, a great shot from basically the penalty spot. Uh, the ball gets saved. Uh, he's able to get back on it, gets it over to Aguinaga, who juggles the ball and then finishes it low to, to not the matchup. A shame for them to to come away from this match without more, considering how much they put into it. Um, but definitely encouraging results. The, I don't think they really let Richmond ever look dangerous, and you know it, it's it's a shame to 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 give up the one opportunity the way that they did. Um, but I think encouraging signs from the defense from how they played thus far, and especially on the possession front too, to hold them down to such a little ball possession on their home turf is pretty impressive. Right. And I mean, we know that Richmond's coming in this game. They know how dangerous Red Bull is on the attack and they're content to sit back. So I think you know some of that is expected, um, but to make sure that they didn't really give up anything on the break is really great. Obviously, 
when you talk about Richmond, you, you're still talking about a team that doesn't really have a, a clear way forward for them. Uh, but I still think that they're improved from last year. And, uh, you know, a road result, a draw on the road is still a good result for this team, despite the fact they probably should have won. Let's talk man of the match. Who you got? The man who scored the goal with his fancy footwork, Aguinaga. I mean, that was pretty cool how he juggled the ball there and put in the back of the net. I was not <laughs> expecting that with the juggling of the ball and then actually having his shot go in the net. So that was pretty pretty cool for me. So that's uh, my choice. That was a really sweet goal. And, uh, you know, to his credit, I've been a little critical of Aguinaga from what we've seen so far because uh, I think it, the transition – is still something that he's getting used to moving up to the pro game. Um, but it's hard to deny that that he had a, a good showing this past weekend. Obviously not a starter, but he put in a good shift. Um, had to come in for Echeverria, who got injured in the 13th minute. So, you know, coming off the bench, I think that early in a match can sometimes be a little tricky because you don't think you're going to start uh, and you have to put in a shift anyway. Uh, so, you know, not bad. Hopefully what we see from Aguinaga is, um, or sorry, what we see from Echeverry is not a long-term injury because I think he's done well this year. And, uh, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery for sure. Uh, but yes, I will also give mine to Aguinaga. I don't necessarily think he was the best Red Bull player on the field. Um, but he did his job. He did it well. He made the passes that he had to. Uh, and considering the amount of touches that he had uh, in the match and for his inexperience, uh, I think that he showed pretty well. Um, okay, let's talk about the uh, players from Red Bull 2 who are now floating around the leagues. The leagues? I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> floating around the world. Floating around the world, <laughs> all over the place. There um, seems to be quite a few of them here that we have for you. So. Yeah, and I have a brand new name to completely butcher this week. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I gave myself a phonetic pronunciation guide. So I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Free is, popcorn for you if you yes. get it correctly. F-H half an R Fjordor. Fjordor. Half an Arfjordor. <laughs> I was so close. I gave myself this thing. It did not help at all. Fjordor. Half an Arfjordor. I see uh, your pronunciation. Yeah. I'm going to keep trying to say it, and it's just going to get worse. Uh, Zico Lewis signed for them in the offseason on a free transfer. This is the Icelandic uh, Premier League, essentially. Uh, their season has not started yet, so there's nothing to report from him, but just now we at least know where he is, and I will have to say this name again pretty much every week. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. I forgot to fill one of these in, so we're going to skip it for now, but I'll go to the next one. Tim Schmoll did not play. It was not in the 18 for Aldershot Town's one uh, nothing win over Maidenhead. They are now sitting in fifth place in the conference. Uh, congrats to Aldershot Town on the win. Noah Powder uh, played in OCSC's 3-0 win over the LA Galaxy, uh, was subbed off after 71 minutes. OCSC is now num- first in the West after winning a spate of games, although uh, they have games in hand over a number of teams there. Uh, Dan Metzger 
played all 90 minutes in Atlanta United uh, 2's 1-1 draw with Penn FC. That made it sound like he plays for Atlanta United too, but it's Penn FC, obviously. Uh, David uh, Najem and Junior Flemings both started that Tampa Bay's 5-0 route of Ottawa. Uh, Junior came off after 70 minutes, but uh, Najem finished and played all 90. Brandon Allen with Beth Steele played 15 minutes in a 1-1 draw. Bill, I'm going to stop for a second in this list because I want to talk to you about your number one man here, Brandon Allen. Yeah, two goals one. two goals in the opening game, and not only has he not scored, but he's had trouble getting on the field for Beth Steele. Maybe he's been fouled too many times but, uh, for penalty kicks. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> I just find it a little puzzling. Cause, yeah. You know, Ever since he left Red Bull 2, his penalty kicks have just uh, been non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> and given the way that he's he played in the uh the first match against richmond he had two goals uh you you would think that he was on the the upswing for this year but you know still a little bit down on his luck uh rafa diaz did not play in sac republic's one nothing win over seattle sounders two kyle rainish started and played 90 minutes in fresno fc's one one draw with st louis uh, Zach Carroll and, and Reno 1868 were off this week. Conrad Pleva did not dress for the uh, for the Real Monarchs one nothing win over Phoenix, uh, which Mike Defonta played in and played all 90 minutes. Speedy Williams started and played 90 minutes in Louisville's one nothing win over uh, FC Cincinnati. Louisville has been fantastic this year. They made almost no changes in the offseason. They are uh, undefeated thus far, and no one has scored a goal on them yet. Wow, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Three matches, three wins. Uh, they've uh, they've kept it close: two nothing, one nothing, and one nothing. But I mean, they have they've been lights out. They've been doing very well. Um, Marius Obakop still has not played for CS Luciferal or Oridia in the Romanian Liga too. Uh, and they played this past weekend, lost one nothing to Mia Veni. They sit in 11th place in Liga 2. Aaron Basulovic uh, for, came on and played nine minutes in Fremont Amateur's 3 nothing win over Viborg FF this afternoon. He played today. And last but not least, and we got to give a shout out to Brendan Joseph, who uh, put us onto this, but Jamie Thomas, former defender with Red Bulls 2, just won... A major trophy. Do you want to guess what league that was in? I have no idea. Uh, All right. (laughs) It's a league I never heard of. I know that. (laughs) It's the Major Arena Soccer League. He plays for the Baltimore Blast. It is indoor soccer. Um, It is definitely a a more frantic or... uh, exciting maybe version of the game so for people who think that soccer is a little bit too boring there are walls it's pretty much hockey <laughs> Do we have uh, a local team or i don't think so uh let's let's find out uh and i'll oh no that was the last one so i don't have to update on it anymore major arena soccer league did not know it was a thing until tonight masl.tv they've got a uh, a tv partnership Let's see. Let's see. Okay. In the Eastern Division, the closest one that we have is Harrisburg, PA. Uh, So, no, we do not have a local team. (laughs) 
the Eastern Division is comprised of the Baltimore Blast, Florida Tropics SC, the Harrisburg Heat, which I, I really like that name, and Syracuse Silver Knights. All pretty great names. Wow. Yeah. Baltimore Blast is on their third straight championship. That's right. That's crazy. Three straight. And I'm not sure when um, Jamie Thomas signed for them. We can find that out now, too. And they have a partnership with ESPN3 and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's correct. Oh. Boop, boop, This week, uh, you know, we found out about ESPN+. Plus. kind of wanted to get your read on that. Um, what do you think about that for, for the league to move off of YouTube and onto a service that maybe lends them a little bit more... Uh, credibility yeah i think it's a a good move because it's going to get them to a a bigger audience and it's going to be easier to watch too i think on espn because i think the mobile apps that they have are a little bit better than than youtube so i think it's a good move overall and the subscription is what is it sixty dollars for a year sixty dollars for the year five dollars a month you gotta i mean that's pretty good you gotta really not bad because you get the mls games on it too and usl so I feel like soccer, it's really not that much of a, a burden on you to pay five bucks a month to get all those games. So Oh, sure it is. It's terrible. You shouldn't have to pay for soccer ever. Um, no, I, I was actually having this discussion um, uh, with some, some people yesterday. And, it, 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 you know, being available on YouTube, I think, is really great. It's a shame Anthony's not here for this because I, I know he's got opinions oh, on yeah. this. Oh, yeah. He'd be uh, jumping all over. <laughs> but, you know, it, it comes off as a little a little chintzy. I gotta say, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to offer your content for free um, in order to get eyes on it. And I think, in terms of looking at it as um, the casuals, kind of being able to watch the games, I don't think that they're gonna sit down. You know, for for a casual soccer fan to to come across a game and start watching it is one thing, but that's right. not gonna happen on a dedicated YouTube right. channel. Plus, you think if it's an ESPN service, then they're gonna have to have ESPN employees, I guess, at all these games filming it, which is more money for them too. Which I just don't see how that's gonna add up and be profitable. I guess just thinking about it. <laughs> Very fair, um, but I think it's good for the league. So. Overall, uh, good impression. Okay, last but not least, we're going to very quickly preview this match against uh, Tampa Bay before we get out of here. Um, Tampa Bay Rowdies have been very good going forward this season. Uh, they are 3-1-0. They've got 5 nothing win, 2 nothing win, and a 4-1 win, or 3-1 win, sorry, to start the season uh, over Ottawa, Bethlehem Steel, and North Carolina FC. Now, to be fair, Ottawa and North Carolina FC are certainly not good teams, but uh, yeah. <laughs> these are big wins. Their only loss so far this season, uh, we mentioned it last week, was to Louisville City, who is doing a good job of, of kind of stomping down all of the, the people who are coming for their crown. Um, they, the main players for the team, obviously Marcel Schaefer, Joe Cole, Georgie Ristoff, Leo Fernandez. Some really strong attacking talent. Uh, they have former Red Bull 2 player Junior Flemings and David Njem, which we've been discussing over the, the last couple of weeks. Uh, Ristoff and Fernandez each have three goals so far this season. Uh, I think there's five more players. Wait, no, that's all right. <laughs> there's a couple more players uh, that have one goal. Um, six different players have been involved in creating uh, assists. Marshall Schaefer, who uh, statistically hasn't done much in terms of uh, final product this year, 
he's got 10 key passes thus far, like leading the team by quite a bit. Uh, and I mean, anybody that's watched that team over the last year or so understands just how dangerous he can be uh, shooting from distance and kind of creating these chances. Um, if you want to know something pretty amazing, <laughs> uh, if you were to guess who has created the most chances in the league thus far, not what team, what player uh, has created the most chances thus far, who who would you pick? Who's the guy? Let me guess. It's one of the two players on the team from Red Bull 2. One of the two players for Red Bull 2? That they're on Red Bull 2 that are now on Tampa Bay. Oh, I see. Okay, so who who are you picking from that group? Junior Flemings. That that would be great. It is definitely not Flemings. Flemings is not in the top 25, actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I was just talking about Marcel Schaefer and how fantastic he's done. He's got 10 chances created so far. But there is a player that has created 15 across all all matches so far and that is new york's andrew tenari andrew tenari wow. leading the league in chances created if you told me that at the beginning of the year i would not have believed you so congrats andrew i was just looking that up because i thought for sure schaefer must be near or at the top of the list uh but he is not wow totally nuts uh, brian white is second in the league uh with 11 shots uh total so his shot to goal ratio ain't ain't so great so far. And Evan Loro is leading uh, or tied for the lead in the league uh, with saves uh, with 14. Tampa Bay Rowdies Cody Mizell is also tied with 14 at the top. Uh, both of these teams have had trouble in the back. We know how strong Tampa Bay's offense is. Uh, we know also that their defense has not necessarily been uh, terrific, even though uh, they've managed to win a lot of these games and Louisville didn't, you know, light them up. They still can have some issues, especially moving through the center, uh, with Joe Cole and Marcel Schaefer kind of being the, the older state, the elder statesman there. But Bill, I'm asking you this, what are we going to get this weekend at Red Bull arena for the double header? First attendance, second score. Finally, double header. I think coming up at Red Bull, Arena this weekend. It's gonna be challenging because we have two players on Tampa Bay that used to play for Rebels too, so they're already gonna have some insight into how things work. But I could definitely see Andrew Tenari scoring a goal at least and in a win over Tampa Bay this weekend at Red Bull Arena. You gotta give me a score. I'm going with two nothing Red Bull two. Wow, two, they're gonna shut down Tampa Bay. They're gonna shut them out. They're gonna shut them out. Wow. Okay. You know, and I people keep asking me about my predictions, and I tell them, listen to Bill, because Bill's usually the one who's right. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. But I think that if they're going to win in this match, it's going to be uh, with considerably more goals scored on both sides. Uh, I'm going to actually say this is a 3-3 draw. I think there's going to be a lot of goals scored in this match. All right. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, like I said, we're not really going to go over any USL news, so that's all for tonight. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at underscore Joe Goldstein. And I'm at BillTNJ. And if you'd like to follow Anthony, who is not here tonight, he is at NYC Soccer World. And 
if you'd like to follow <laughs> what a terrible transition and if you'd like to follow the show and we hope you do we are at raising bull cast that's one bull raising bull cast and of course that's all on twitter you can find us at facebook.com slash raising bulls you can go to raising where we keep all our all of our episodes you can find us on itunes stitcher google play uh any anywhere that you get your podcasts we are there find us rate us review us it really does help and i promise not to condescend to you too much (laughs) we're part of the beautiful game network uh at bgn.fm they've got great shows like speedway soccer for nashville uh six point weekend for ncfc play the kids for timbers Two, last word sc um uh our old stopping grounds well bill you still contribute over there with with uh russ uh, Tornado Alley for the Tulsa Roughnecks, Back Chat for the Colorado Springs uh, Switchbacks, and a ton of other great shows, including the USL show, which is a must-listen if you're a fan of the USL. And of course, as always, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Uh, last but not least, uh, I've got my album coming out. Uh, I was featured in the Aquarian today as a unsigned artist. You can head over to theaquarian.com if you want to read that interview slash article. And the album is called Dusk, Acoustic Boomerang Dusk, and it will be out on May 8th. For myself and Bill Toomey and the absent and ever silent Anthony Merced, thank you very much and have a good night. <laughs>